the Bill Michael Show. We are glad you're here with us. Good to be with you today. We are broadcasting live. We're here at the uh, the Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls, and uh, a little bit of drizzle going on outside, but that's okay. It's going to clear up. We're going to have a good day today and enjoy ourselves, and uh, they're out here doing a tap takeover and raising money for Fisher House, Wisconsin, for veterans, for military members, their families at a time of need. We take care of that, so we're here for that today, and also the grand reopening, and this is the first of our four stops uh, to get people pre-registered for the motorcycle ride. You can today, uh, we're giving away some prizes. So today, if you register for the motorcycle ride today, uh, you can win yourself a, a gift card along the way. So we're doing that today. So uh, obviously there's going to be prize packages for all those, all of those who pre-register, um, you know, uh, on the day of the ride. But for today only, those who only register today, we are giving away uh, a $50 gift card uh, as well. So there you have it. Uh, this being That being said, let's go uh, to the phone and talk to our buddy Zach Heilprin, uh, sports director at WOZN out in Madison. Zach, how you doing today, man? Doing good, Bill. So you heard the uh, comments from Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher and the tete-a-tete back and forth and the accusations over, uh, you know, the, the NIL stuff. How do you think... This NIL situation, because we I heard your discussion with uh, Greg Gard about how they don't want to dive into that pool, really. But if things continue down that path, they might eventually have to. Give me your thoughts on this NIL stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Wild West at this point. I mean, everyone seems to be operating with uh, on different rules in different states. And some collectives are uh, doing the pay for play and. Some aren't willing to jump into that, and some schools haven't at, at all, like Wisconsin to this point. Um, I think when it comes to Wisconsin, I think that's probably what people care about. I don't envision them ever being, and Greg Gard said it, I don't envision them ever being in this race for the highest paid guys. Like, I just, I don't envision them ever putting all this, all the big types of money collective wise, not Wisconsin themselves, but in a collective, that they're ever going to be doing that type of thing. So I think anybody that is hoping for that to happen, with Wisconsin, it's probably not. I also think it's hilarious that the NCAA is, is now coming and trying to somehow uh, legislate or regulate some of these collectives. Like, it's just, it's not going to work. We've, we've seen the NCAA go up against major, uh, uh, you know, we've seen the NCAA try and put the clamps on it. They've been doing it for their entire existence. And, and last year they got put in their place, and I don't think it's going to change. So, um, I have no idea which, which way it's going to go, Bill, but I, I certainly don't think um, it's great if you love college football or love college basketball or any college athletics. I don't think it's great for the sport. I do think kids deserve to be making some money off their name, image, and likeness, but I don't think anybody wants it to play out like it is right now. I, at least I, I don't think a lot of people do. Um, I know that, uh, you know, the NCAA eventually is going to have to figure out a way to get involved in all of this. And as we were talking a little earlier, I, I don't know how you kind of put it back in the, the tube of toothpaste back together because once it's out, it's out. But how do you regulate this to the point that it's equal for everybody? And then, as we had a question earlier, you know, is it just the name, image, likeness, or do you got to go into the, the women's sports as well, or the let, we'll say, some of the sports that aren't huge re- revenue generators, not just women's sports, but some of the some of the lower-end sports? Well, how do they get into all of this now that you're starting to pay players in some way, shape, or form? Well, that's the, I mean, that's the problem. Um, do you... Like the NCAA, again, I just don't think the NCAA in its current form is going to be able to do anything about this. I think there is going to be a situation where a lot of these Power Five schools, maybe even 
you know, the entire power five breaks off the NCAA and they create their own thing. And maybe it turns into a, a situation where they are essentially employees. And you can collectively bargain and, you, and it turns into that type of thing. So it's a little bit um, more regulated. I think that's, to me, that's, that's really the only way you're going to do this because the NCAA has come out with these, some of these new regulations or, you know, um, uh, that they want to enforce and, and people are laughing at them for it. Like it's, it, it's just not going to work. So, I think eventually that for it to work, it's, it's going to have to be broken off, but um, I just don't know how you do it, Bill. I, I really don't. They're, they're at this point where people have no respect for the NCAA. They, they know it's a dying institution and they're taking advantage of, of the situation that uh, we're in right now. But I don't think this is, I don't think the situation we're in right now is, is long-term uh, sustainable either. Like, I don't, I don't think that's how college football is going to be played out you know for the rest of time type of thing and you, and you mentioned the women's sports if it turns into a situation where schools are ending up having to pay for players to you know take part i think uh who pay, i mean the only thing that pays it isn't the case for everything but you know wisconsin football basketball uh sometimes men's hockey are, are really and, and sometimes volleyball are the only ones that are uh you know, they're bringing money. They're the ones that pay for help pay for every other sport there. So you would think that the other sports may take a bit of a hit if, uh, you know, that money has to start going to players as opposed to paying for, you know, these other sports to take part. The, uh, the you, you talked about Wisconsin. They don't necessarily want to dive into that. Um, let's just say, for example, I mean, I you know, Ohio State's the biggest program, Ohio State and Michigan. Those are probably the two biggest. If, if you're losing recruits to them, do you eventually say, you know what, we got to keep up with the Joneses. we got to go in that direction. I, I don't I, – it's one thing to talk about academic standards. It's another thing to talk about the monetary moral high ground. I, I, I don't see how you don't get into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's fair, except I think they're already losing players to them. Like, I don't I, – you know, if they start losing players to – I mean, you're all – it's Ohio State. It's Michigan. You're, you're going to lose more often than not uh, in those battles. Now – if they come in and start taking kids out of the state, like they had, like you know, there's been a few situations where that's happened, especially in the 2022 class. Then, in my, then, then maybe it's a different conversation. But they've always been losing kids. Now, if Iowa or Minnesota is uh, starting to offer money and you're losing kids to them, maybe the conversation is a little bit different. But I don't think Wisconsin's ever going to be pulled into that, um, into that, re- into that realm of Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama. Like it's just, it's just not who they are. Uh, we heard Greg Gard say that. It's not who they've been as a program. And I think this goes for football, too. It's not who they are as a program. It's not who they are as a school. just not going to happen. And I, I know you're saying at some point you have to. I, I don't think you're ever going to be in that, like, huge, huge sums of money. Now, once you get them here, NIL-wise, they have a, a great thing in place. Once you get them here, if you get them here and you get them on campus, there's a ton of NIL opportunities. You've got multiple p- uh, players and, and – um, you know, students making six figures in NIL deals. Like, there's money here. It's just they're not going to pay for them to get them here. It's essentially what uh, they've drawn the line at. So give me your thoughts, because you talk to people in that program more than probably anybody. Um, are there are coaches, assistant coaches, staff members nervous that, you know, hey, we can't compete with some of these programs that are out there. We're, we, we're probably going to lose some of these guys because of this. Are, are they nervous that, man, this is just such a slippery slope? I think, I think, I don't know about nervous, but I certainly think 
there is a little bit of trepidation just because you don't know what's going to be coming down the line. Um, you know, there are certain programs that are taking advantage of the situation right now. I think Texas A&M is probably at, at the head of that in terms of you know taking advantage of what the NIL rules are and um, what the, the rules are in, in certain parts of the country. I don't, I don't think nervous. I, I think it's they're going about business as usual. I think they're going about trying to sell the school in the way that they do and the NIL opportunities once you get here and once you have the opportunity to uh, potentially, um, you know, be a good player and make money off your name. There are a ton of opportunities here. I think that's what they're selling at this point. It's just – and I know that there has been talk around Wisconsin, certainly, um, you know, donors and that type of thing that would like to put together uh, a collective – and um, but I just don't it's never going to be a situation that you're seeing at some of these other schools where it's pretty blatant. You're paying for them to come to your school just by, you know, um, that's essentially what you're doing with some of these collectives. And Wisconsin, that's just not them. That's not going to be them. I don't think I don't think Wisconsin coaches are nervous, but I think there is a little bit of uncertainty there for sure. Uh, let's talk a little football for a minute. Give me your thoughts. Uh, obviously, the schedule's starting to trickle out, and we're starting to see some of these dates. You've got, you know, an evening game with uh, with Wisconsin and Ohio State, one of the big games that's going to be with college game day, you would assume, at this point over at the shoe. Give me your thoughts uh, on the schedule. Give me your thoughts on the excitement for this season and so some of the maturity of some of the kids that were recruited a couple of years ago and how they start to come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what your reaction was to it. I, I, you know, especially the Ohio State game. I think there's a lot of fans like, oh boy. Like I, we saw some of the uh, the early lines come out. I think uh, the Wisconsin Ohio State line. Ben, you can help me here, but I think it was 16. Um, Ohio State was favored by 16. I mean, it'd be hard to hard to take uh, Wisconsin in that situation. It's going to be a night game at the shoe with the way Ohio State's offense is going to be uh, rolling. You would think this year. So I think that's an exciting game. I just don't know how. Um, competitive it's going to be like people are really excited to go and see or you know to see games trickling out in terms of where uh, they might be time-wise and that type of stuff that is probably not the game that I think a lot of people or I am I'm looking forward to watching I mean it's going to be I think it's going to be a really tough matchup for Wisconsin going there likely night game against that offense very very difficult Um, Bill I don't know if you look at this home schedule I can't remember a home schedule that's been this bad like as good as some of the games were last year you look, they get Illinois State, Washington State, New Mexico State, Illinois, Purdue, mm-hmm. Maryland, and Minnesota. That's the home schedule. Is there a game that stands out there that right. you want to go that you would want to go to if you were a fan? Like, gosh, I want that's a game I can't miss. I mean, they get to go to Michigan State, they go to Iowa, those are nice, and Ohio State. But oh man, uh, the home schedule, really, really rough. In terms of some of the guys I'm excited to see. Right. I mean, you have to be excited about their defense. Their outside linebackers have just been playing uh, in spring were fantastic. A lot of names I think are going to be – we know the name Nick Herbig. A lot of more names coming. That defense is going to be really, really good. I just don't know in terms of the Ohio State game. That might be the one trip up. But that defense has a chance to be really, really good. And then offense, we all know what it comes back to. We all know what it comes back to. Right. Graham Mertz, can Graham Mertz play uh, complimentary football with what should be a very good run game? Uh, the only one I'd be excited for is if uh, they get the win over Minnesota and you see Paul Bunyan's axe unveiled, and that's probably that in the first one of the season because the first one of the season tells you that college football's back, so at least it gets me back to a sense of normalcy on Saturday, I guess, Zach. Right. But uh, yeah. I agree with you. I think it, it, it's all on the shoulder of Graham Mertz. So you tell me, what, what, what kind of growth do you think there has been from Graham Mertz from last year to this year? Uh, um. 
Yeah. Uh, they were putting in a new offense. I'll say this. They were putting in a new offense during spring ball. Uh, he had some moments, but he's had some moments in his career. Like, he, is, he uh, shows off some of the excitement that we saw when he first came in. Like, his arm, he can make a ton of throws. He's got some great accuracy on throws, but it's just not consistent. And I thought that that was an issue in, in spring again. And if you're the optimist, you sit there and say it's a new offense. It's a whole new receiver group, a whole new tight end group. You know, it's spring. They're working on stuff. And you just say he'll be fine. Uh, if you're the pessimist, you say, well, that's kind of who he's been, the inconsistent guy who he's been through his first two years as a starter. And that's maybe that's just who he is. Um, I think for them to have success, it needs to be the optimist. The optimists need to be right. Look, I think he's going to have a, a number of different weapons. I think better weapons than he has had these last two years. I think they have a true number one wide receiver in Jim Ray DK. You have a guy that in Braylon Allen is one of the best running backs in the country. You're going to have an offensive line that is, I think, going to push some people around better than they have these last two years. So you have that going for him, but he needs to be able to take advantage of it. And the, the thing is, it's him or nobody. Like, there's nobody behind him at this moment that can, that can go in there and lead them um, – to a successful season. It's going to be him or it's going to be nobody. What about the the receivers that he's going to be throwing to? Give me your thoughts there about if you've yeah. got re- – sometimes quarterback can make a receiver better. Sometimes the receivers can make a quarterback better. You tell me. Yeah, I I really like the group. And I know that, you know, Danny Davis is, is up in Green Bay with the Packers as an undrafted agent. Kendrick Pryor is down in Cincinnati with the Bengals. Um, I actually like this, this group better than they had last year. I think Kim Ray DK has taken a step. I think he's a guy that can be a true number one wide receiver, probably the first true number one they've had since uh, Quintez Cephas in 2019. And it's, it's not something that they've had a ton of really over the last 25 years or so. I mean, you can go back to Lee Evans and Brandon Williams and Jared Everett and that type, but they haven't had a true, true number one consistently. And I think Kim Ray does that, but they have some young guys that are very, very exciting, whether it's a Skyler Bell or a Keontes Lewis, a transfer from UCLA, or Marcus Allen, another guy that they really like. They moved um, Bobby Ingram's son, Dean Ingram. He was a cornerback last year. Now he's a wide receiver and looked really good in spring. I like their group, Bill. I think uh, they give Graham some very good weapons to work with, but he also has to hit them, right? Um, And uh, I think they'll make some plays for him in the past game to help him out. But I do like the group. And again, as I said, I think Jim Ray DK has a chance to be really special this year. Tell me about the defense real quick before I let you go. I mean, if let's just say the offense isn't what we're hoping for, how good is this yeah. defense going to be, and can they slow down some of the likes of a team like Ohio State? I don't know about slow down Ohio State. I think I don't know how, how many teams are going to slow down Ohio State this year, but I do. I, I kind of went on, out on the on a limb here earlier uh, when we me and Ben show uh, Kenny, Kenny and Heilprin that we do every Thursday, um, and said I don't know if they're going to be as good as they were last year, but they have a chance to be. Like, they are better along the defensive line. They're better at outside linebacker. Uh, I think they're as good, if not better, at quarterback, and they're probably about the same at safety, maybe a little less. And obviously, an inside linebacker losing Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel, probably not going to be at that level. But the rest of the defense as a whole, I think they have a chance to be as good as they were last year. Um, Like, that's the ceiling, I think. I think is, is last year's defense. They have so many different guys um, that can make plays, especially at outside linebacker, that they have a chance, a chance to be that. I'm not saying they're going to be that. I mean, that defense was arguably the best um, in school history, numbers-wise. Um, but this group has a chance to be pretty good, too. Zach, always good to talk to you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the lowdown, and we will uh, touch base again real soon, I'm sure, okay? All right, sounds good, Bill. Thank you.
All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Zach Heilprin, the sports director, WOZN out in Madison, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline and giving us a lowdown. On some of the NIL situation, thoughts and such coming out of Madison and uh, the football program itself as some of the schedule has been released and uh, looking at some of the home games versus the road games, the Ohio State game and such, and uh, he's right, uh, they are favored. Uh, Ohio State is by 16 in that contest, and hopefully the Badgers can overcome. But uh, nevertheless, they they got a uh, they got a mountain to climb, and a lot of uncertainty right now. And it begins and ends with uh, Graham Mertz as to whether or not he's going to be able to be better than what he was last year. And instead of just showing us a couple of moments, can he show us a lot of moments? Put it all together this upcoming season and really show why he was so coveted. And uh, they wanted him to come to Wisconsin. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Joey Albanese's and Albanese's Roadhouse. They're on Blue Mound Road. They're in Waukesha, right next to Menards. And uh, in case you are looking for it, uh, they are looking for some bocce ball players. But it's just good food. He's got good scotches, good bourbons, whiskeys and such out there now if you want to pair them up with some things. Or if you just want to go out for some great food, a good time, very home-style type of atmosphere. Uh, Just a good guy to know. There's good people that work there. But more so than anything, uh, he's, oh, by the way, he's looking for help, too. They're looking for cooks in the kitchen. They're looking for bartenders. They're looking for servers, like everybody is. And he pays well. And it's a good place. It's always crowded, so you can make some money. Whether it's on the side or it's your living, whatever it happens to be, you're going to make some money along the way. He's looking for good people. Go to Albanese's Roadhouse right there next to Menards on Blue Mound Road across the street from Home Depot as well. And uh, stop in and tell Joey we said hi. And toss a bocce ball around. Toss a bocce, bocce ball around. Have a few beverages. Enjoy the summer. Let's enjoy the summer. Get out. You know, ciao. Ciao, Bella. You know, go ahead and do it. Hang out with our friend over there at Joey Albanese's Roadhouse. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live. We're at the Social House today, which is uh, right here on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Had a really good crowd in here for lunch. People are going for the tap takeover today. And if you're getting some of the beers on tap, portion of the proceeds go to Fisher House, Wisconsin, which is a home away from home for military members, veterans, and their families during their time of need, when they're getting medical treatment, when they're getting medical, sometimes life-threatening illnesses or coming back from rehabilitation, whether it's spinal cord rehabilitation or amputation or whatever it happens to be, some things that are necessary, we want those family members around them, and that's why we do what we do regarding the Fisher House. So please, if you can come out and, and just enjoy yourself a little bit. We're not asking for anything more than that. Come out and enjoy yourself, and a portion of the proceeds go directly to Fisher House, Wisconsin. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting. We're live here at uh, the Social House. We're here in uh, on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls and uh, just enjoying the day. The, uh, the garage doors are up and a uh, little few clouds in the sky, but a nice breeze blowing through and a terrific place to have the grand reopening at the Social House. But we're here because uh, a portion of the proceeds, and it starts today. Uh, for all the tap takeovers, all the different tap beers, everything that they have, there's going to be a donation jar here as well. But a lot portion of the proceeds goes to Fisher House, Wisconsin. And Fisher House is a home away from home for military veterans, uh, military members, their families during their time of need. When they have to have surgical things, hospitalization and such done, 
at the VA. Uh, this is a place that the families can go. They can they can stay overnight. They can do it without the worries of a hotel or worries of rental car. They've got shuttles that take you back and forth on the property to the VA. They get you back and forth to your loved one. I mean, there's a lot of things that Fisher House does, both on the premise and off. And uh, that's the reason we're here. And uh, we're hoping to uh, begin construction on a new home in uh, a new home in uh, Madison very soon as well. Just trying to work out the uh, logistics there, but they're hoping for that. So uh, the fundraising continues, and we can't say thanks enough to Dan Della, his staff, uh, for all that they do out here for uh, Fisher House, Wisconsin. And they've always been a big supporter of the motorcycle ride as well. And today you can also, uh, if you find the QR code, uh, there's so many places to go look for it. But it's on, uh, right now it's on uh, the uh, Facebook page. You can find it there. Simply go to Big Unit Poker Run on Facebook, and you can find it. Go to the QR code. You get signed up for the motorcycle ride today, and you automatically register for some of the stuff that we're giving away today, which is a a gift card, uh, a restaurant gift card today. We're going to have three more of these after today. We're going to be at Pottawatomie Bingo Casino. The most recent one coming up, we're going to be at the War Memorial at the end of the month as we kick off Memorial Day weekend and the Field of Flags. And I cannot wait to bring you the visual for that over on the Bud Light live stream, which uh, is spectacular. And the War Memorial, while it's based in Milwaukee, it's really Wisconsin's War Memorial. And uh, it is so meaningful to so many. And uh, hopefully you can support that, support our cause. But uh, go and scan the QR code today and get all signed up, and you'll be good to go. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So, Ben, where are we at on the PGA right now as far as scores go? Are we still looking at Rory McIlroy being your uh, being your leader at this point? Yeah, Rory just finished up. He is 5-under, shot a 65 today. He is in first at 4-under, Will Zalatoris and Tom Hoagie. And then a couple guys are at 3. Uh, Tiger finished. He shot a 74, so 4 over. Spieth is a couple over. Uh, it's Ooh. it's playing pretty tough. There are only, I don't know, 15, 18 guys under par right now. A lot of them getting their round started. Where is the cut line going to be for this thing? Where's the cut line, do you think? Do you think the cut line's plus 2? Hard to say with the afternoon wave still going. Apparently tomorrow is going to be windy and challenging and cold. So, yeah, probably plus one, plus two. Yeah, I got to imagine. Like you said, there's only a handful of guys that are under par at this point. And Rory having a spectacular day. Rory and Will Zelatoris, uh, both in Tim Hoagie, uh, or Tom Hoagie as well, those three guys. But not Matt Kuchar, by the way, three under par. Abraham Anser, uh, he is also three under. But, yeah, there's only a handful of guys under par today. I wonder if it's going to be one, two over, possibly three, if tomorrow gets a little bit crazy uh, at uh, at at. at the uh, PGA Championship, but uh, man, just I, I, Tiger struggling four over today is the way he finished. Seventy four uh, was his final round or was his finishing round. Four over looked good, had good shots, had poor shots, did, had a few putts that uh, didn't uh, go the way he wanted them to. Um, so not a, a great day for uh, Tiger by any stretch of the imagination. But nevertheless, uh, it was good to see him move around out there. Uh, where did uh, Jordan Spieth end up, by the way? Because he was in that group, because Rory's leading. Go ahead. Tiger, by the way, looks like he is in considerable pain, especially going down the end of his round. Spieth finished at two over. He just could, really? not, he could not make a putt. Okay. I think he is third to last in the field in putting right now. Yeah. That Well, that's what Gary D'Amato was saying, was that Jordan Spieth looks like he's striking the ball as well as he ever has, 
the problem has been the the fact that his putter has kind of left him. His his touch has kind of left him. His reads have kind of left him. So if he can straighten his putting out, uh, he's a guy that all of a sudden could just go on some kind of a tear if he gets his feel back. But right now, he just he's not reading greens very well, and he's not putting extremely well. So, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We've got a couple of segments left to go on the show. We are hoping at some point here the uh, the Fisher House president, uh, Angie Christensen, is going to be joining us. I know she was running a little bit late today. So hopefully she gets a chance to swing by and say hello to us. But we got a couple of segments left to go before we get out of here. Brewers get a big win yesterday. Off today, uh, you got basketball as well uh, that's going to be in full swing. You've got uh, the Heat and the Celtics. Marcus Smart, by the way, has been upgraded to questionable for the upcoming game. Uh, to questionable as they go into game two. The Heat got to the Celtics in game one. He's been upgraded to questionable, so a little bit more on that coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at San Giorgio and Calderon Club. I'm still going to be heading to, as a matter of fact, Saturday night, uh, you're going to find me at one of the two places, San Giorgio or Calderon Club. I haven't been down to see Gino in a while. Got to go see him. So I'm going to be down there on Saturday night. If you're out and about and you want to stop by, stop by, say hello. But I'm either going to get uh, the uh, the penny pasta and the Sashina over on the Calderon Club side, or I'm going to go over and get the pizzas over on San Giorgio. I just haven't made my mind up yet. It depends on what I'm craving. But they pair it up with uh, Cider Boys. They pair it up with uh, that good brew down there, and that's what they've been doing and selling for a long time. Thanks to Gino, thanks to his staff, thanks to Joe Martino and all of them. But if you're going to be heading downtown, and I encourage you to do so, keep supporting downtown business as uh, as they need it. A lot of bad publicity about downtown Milwaukee right now, rightfully so, but uh, don't abandon the businesses that have been there for so long. Keep supporting uh, places like San Giorgio and Calderon Club, and uh, they pair it up down there with our friends over at Cider Boys. So keep doing that as well. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you. Hey, if you're going out this weekend, make sure if you're going to do any lake country visiting, you stop out and you see our girl uh, Trish and the gang out at uh, Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. And I've always said uh, you got it's an inside joke. You got to ask her. Ask her if Trish still has the leather pants. I'm just telling you. Just make sure you ask her that. She'll let you know. Or she'll come and punch me, one of the two. But uh, good food. they got a balcony and a bar right there on the water. They have got uh, boat docks and such off of Pewaukee Lake. So if you want to go in and enjoy yourself, maybe catch a game, have a couple beverages, uh, you know, kind of just take a nice slow cruise around the lake, a sunset cruise, or maybe just enjoy the day and get some sun. Check out our friends at Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. That's Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. And tell them we sent you good, good people over there. Joining us now. Uh, Angie Christensen from Fisher House, the president. How you doing? I'm good, Bill. How are you? I'm good. So let's uh, start off with, because I, I get asked all the time, you know, Fisher House and what it is. And I've always said kind of the home away from home for veterans and mm-hmm. military members and their families. Uh, but where we're at right now, we've got a house that's been built. Uh, we continue to raise funds to maintain it. I know that uh, we are, uh, you know, efforting to build another house towards Madison. We're still cutting through the red tape there. So if we had a state of the state right now, how are we doing? We're doing good, Bill. I mean, we're kind of at a sweet spot where, you know, we're doing, we're healthy. We're doing well. Um, Milwaukee's been up and running for six years. 
Served over 3,500 families since yeah. we opened. Yeah, people don't realize that. 3,500 3, families have stayed there. Yeah, Families. Rent Not free. people. Families. Yeah. For free no hotel costs, no nothing. They come in just yep. at a time of need, and they stay there, over 3,500 people. Yep, yep. Yeah. 3,500 families. 3,500 families. Yeah, yeah, so you could easily you know, double that. Right. Um, and then Madison, like you said, you hit it right on the head. We haven't started our capital campaign yet just because we're waiting to figure out what land are we going to get? And, right. And um, the Department of Veteran Affairs are working through that. Um, you know, it, it's never soon enough because the need is there. There's no doubt about it. We're just waiting for them to cut that piece of tape and uh, so we can open a capital campaign. The one thing that I always talk about and people say, well, it's a house. What do you need? And I've said before that you go back to when the government shut down and a family would have to go meet a casket, unfortunately. That's something Fisher House took care of. Mm -hmm. It's not just a house. It's not four walls. It's the family of Fisher House. You know, uh, Zachary Fisher started this years and years ago. Um, There's so much more to it that is not tangible in the sense of you can see it, touch it, feel it, that Mm -hmm. we do. Uh, There's an acceptance of, you know, airline miles and and things like that that can help veterans and families and such travel the country and get to the VA or do certain things. Uh, but it's also in taking care of people. If they're not going to the VA, we have been able to help people that have needed to go to, say, freighter for something, whether it's Correct. cancer research or treatment or what have you. So right. it's not just the four walls of the building. Not at all. I mean, it, it, um, part of our, our mission, and, and Bill, you're on the board of directors with us, um, you know, we've, we've allocated and agreed as a board that we would allocate X amount of dollars for the Madison VA mm-hmm. and the Milwaukee VA Medical Center for things that the veterans need you know in in madison we just took their wish list and it was baby onesies and diaper bags and you know because of the generous donors and sponsors we have for fisher house wisconsin we're able to do that for the milwaukee va it was um k-pods for yeah. the correct machine. Who would have right. thought of that? Or phone chargers. Yeah. I mean, you go to the hospital and you expect to stay for a couple hours and you end up overnight or multiple nights. It's also the families that we support, but the actual veterans in the hospital and right. the needs that the family may have when they're there. Yeah. Uh, one division asked for cranberry, bo- you know, juice, uh, cranberry juice boxes. Okay. Right. You know, so we literally, our strategic group from the Fisher House, Wisconsin, took that wish list, pared it down, and that's what we ordered. Yeah. And we're still getting compliments and thank yous, more importantly, yeah. that I can charge my phone or I had, a, right. I had an orange juice for Yeah, breakfast. that's the thing. People don't realize when you go there, all the things that you forget, or if you go to the VA or you go to the hospital and you're, you're expecting to be, you know, looked at, but yet all of a sudden they say, no, you have to stay. There's something more we need to take care of. Yep. You forget about things like iPod chargers or iPhone chargers or right. just phone chargers or right. just the little things uh, that are outside of the, the normal realm. That's also taken care of by the Fisher House. Correct. And Correct. when you talk about diaper bags and onesies, yeah. they're obviously not military, but it's the families of the, the families military though. when they have sure. to stay. And you've yeah. got a young wife with a, a newborn or a small child that comes, and they don't expect to stay. And all of a sudden, they have to for mm-hmm. a day or a month or whatever. We've had families that have come in and said, hey, we were coming for a checkup. Right. And next thing you know, a month later, they're still there. Right. That's the kind of stuff we take care of. Correct. Hundred percent, and it's you know um, the donations and gift cards, and you know the lady who comes in with a sweater over her shoulders, and now all of a sudden she's with us, like you said, for a month or two. All she physically has is what's on her shoulders. Right. Well, through donations and our sponsors and donors, we're able to give them a gift card to go to Walmart. 
toiletry bags pre-assembled for them so you have yeah. shampoo and toothpaste. It's everything you need to live, but you don't expect to not be home yeah. for a month or two or longer. And when you're at the house, I've always said you got your own space refrigerator-wise. You've got your own kitchen to use. Mm-hmm. You've got your own eating area. You've got your own room. And it's as nice as any five-star hotel Better. that you've ever stayed in. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful it's, – it's, it's, it's built by us. Run by us, but given to the VA for their use, and, and that's the neat aspect of all of this. But the other thing is, is in the fundraising, mm-hmm. you know, our motorcycle ride's coming up, and it's 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 going to be hopefully, you know, knock on wood weather-wise, we have great weather, but hopefully this is our biggest and our best, and it continues to get bigger and better as we made the announcement today and yesterday. But uh, the two biggest things we do is the golf outing, which is coming up, and that's the Monday mm-hmm. prior to my ride. Right. And then, obviously, the motorcycle ride. So I don't talk a lot about the golf outing because we push so much on the registration and pre-registration for the, uh, for, the, uh, for the motorcycle ride. But for those that don't ride motorcycles that do play golf, our golf outing is the Monday before Labor Day weekend. Right. It's Monday, the, the, the 20, 29th. 29th this yep. year. So let's talk about that for a minute because it's at Geneva National. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have some foursomes available. How many total did we put on the course last year? Because last year we set a record. Last year I over we oversold 296. 296 so 288 golfers. is two courses full. We did 296. Okay, so we did 296. We're you know, about 14 people over, 10 mm-hmm. people, 12 people over than what we normally should have done. But that's good because there was such a demand. There was right. such a need for it. Yep. So uh, we're not completely sold out yet. So if there's a company out there and they want to get in touch or figure out how to play in the golf outing or sponsor yes. the golf outing, I think we need as much a sponsorship we as we do the golfers themselves. How do they do that? Yeah. Because so that's your baby. Yeah, that, that's my baby. My first baby. You're my second baby. <laughs> <laughs> so FisherHouseWI.org, go under events, and you'll see the link for your ride as well as our golf outing that we're having. Um, we still have a waiting list of veterans. And what I say when I is there's veterans who can't afford to golf at Geneva right. National or, you know, they don't have the skill set to be, you know, even quasi-semi-pro, but they just come to, to swing swing the swing the wood, right. they call it, or stick, and see what happens. So well, a lot of companies will donate a veteran's foursome, yeah. so 700 bucks. And for 1000 you get the foursome for the veterans, and then you get a whole sponsorship as well. All of our social media venues will, not, you know, acknowledge you um, and our sponsor banners. And a lot of companies are doing that, but I still have a waiting list. We're just about three months out, um, and I'm, I'm praying. And the waiting list is for veterans who want to play but can't afford to, yeah. and so we take corporate sponsorships <laughs> that say we can't play and we can't yep. send our own, but we're going to sponsor a foursome of veterans who Correct. can play. Correct. And the interesting thing about this, and I've said this before, um, it was a couple of years ago, we had uh, four veterans, all disabled, whether they were missing arms or legs or what have you, and they played together. And a guy mm-hmm. came up to me and said afterwards, he said, we've been through therapy. We've seen the psychologist, the psychiatrist. We've been through group and such, you know, in certain rooms. He said that was the most therapeutic thing he'd ever done was play a, go- play a go- round of golf. He didn't know any of these guys, but they were all the same. They had the all, right. all similar handicaps, so to speak. And he said um, it was because it was guys that had been through the same thing. They've gone through the same therapy. They've gone through the same rehabilitation. But yet now they're talking to somebody who's done it rather than just people who say, oh, they're there. It's going to get better. Right. A hundred percent. And I know that I think it was a, a Purple Heart foursome, yes. if I recall that correctly. And um, that was, you know, we, we've been blessed to be able to keep our golf outing even through COVID. You know, we made some changes and such. But literally, we were to the point as a board where we didn't know if we could have it. And I remember during the board meeting that year, last two years, getting texts, you're still having it, right? We're doing yeah. golf, right? right? I'm like, guys, I, I, I don't know. Well, you have to. Yeah. What do you mean I have to? You know, this is the only time we get to see each other. Yeah. This is like you said, Bill, better than therapy. It's more more beneficial. Mm-hmm. And, and 
we were blessed to be able to still continue it throughout COVID with some modifications and restrictions. But I swear they had a head hunt out for me. Yeah. You know, if I would have said, no, we're off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't know if right. I'd be here today. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty adamant. And, you know, we're, we're looking at about, you know, at least a third or two, closer to two thirds are veterans or military reserves right, right. now. So if you want to uh, donate, if you want to be a part of it, if you want to join, if you don't motorcycle ride and you can't come with us, then there's an opportunity for you corporately or singularly. Either way, go to FisherHouseWI.org. That's FisherHouseWI.org. And then you can maybe uh, join in or sponsor, if you will. Um, you know, for the uh, the golf outing. The other thing I wanted to get into real quick, and I was getting questions on this the other night when I did the speech for the Rock River uh, Hog Chapter, is volunteers. We need volunteers. And um, it, you don't have to volunteer. It's not like you're year-round and you're all the time. This is like a one-off. You it's can an do, event. One, yeah, yeah, you can do one event. You can stop by the house. You can do certain things. But uh, for the motorcycle ride and for the golf outing, we need, and we don't need like 40, we need like 10. Right. It's, you know, yeah. that's it. And right. it's it's right now because of COVID and coming out of COVID, it's been tough to, to get people to volunteer and kind of help us out. Right. And we need that. So if people want to volunteer, how do they do that? How do they go about doing that? Yeah. So once again, org. there's a, a tab at the top that says volunteer. How can I help? What can I do? Right. Click on that. It'll ask you for your name, email address, and phone number. The email will come directly to me, um, and either myself or one of our volunteer leads will reach out to you and determine, you know, do you want to volunteer at the Fisher House, or Mm -hmm. do you want to be an event volunteer, which is what our ride and our our golf outing have. Um, So you're right. We do need about 10 more people for both as of this. So if you want to just volunteer for the golf outing, that's fine. Mm -hmm. If you want to just volunteer for the motorcycle ride, that's fine. But we need volunteers for both, and that's the one aspect that we don't really advertise a lot of. Because we usually get so many that come out and say, Great, but we just this year we need it. We need uh, we need some of those people to come out and kind of help us out. So. Yeah, and, and your ride is you know doubling every year. It feels like yeah. you know when we go from one block of bikes to two to three to four. I don't you know how many we had yeah. last year. Um, but we you know it's easy. It, put a vest on and stage bikes. You know it, yeah. it, it doesn't or stage bikes. Later, you can yeah. you can take registration. Yep. You can help us out with you know people that Lots come up things. and pay. We got uh, and this year if we get this big again or bigger, we're going to need people out and about that are. Helping uh, to kind of guide people around and tell them where they need to go and stuff. So, yeah, we, we need volunteers. So 100%. Anything else, just FisherHouseWI.org. That's it. Yep. That's it. And you can find the tabs all over the place. The yep. emails for volunteers go directly to you, and yep. you can do the one-off. They do. And uh, and then, obviously, they're going to be donating some of the portion of the proceeds to us, uh, the Fisher House, this weekend, too. So My social house. Thank you. Yeah, glad you stopped by. Thanks, Bill. You going to eat now or drink now? or I'll, I'll wait for you and see party what you're going to do. Oh, I <laughs> Believe it or not, I actually had a Bloody Mary during the show. and Yeah, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Angie Christensen, president of the Fisher House, joining us up here. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up, and it's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, The Bill Michael Show. We're on the air, and we are glad to have you. Hey, uh, don't forget about our friends at Boondocks Barbecue and Brew. was out there over the weekend, and... And uh, in the week, uh, good stuff. So if you're going to be heading out tomorrow, don't forget about it, whether it's riding as a motorcycle-wise or if you're going to just head out and enjoy yourself, maybe the uh, the Brewers game on the tube, 
big, huge bar, big, huge bar area. Go in and sit there, enjoy yourself a beverage or two, maybe a Bud Light. Say hi to Tom and the staff, and it's Boondocks Barbecue and Brew on County Road Q out in Oconomowoc, out in, uh, better known as Warren, but it's, uh, it's Lake Country. Everybody knows where that's at. Just stop out and tell them we said hi. So uh, real quick, to kind of handicap or recap, I shouldn't say handicap, but recap, the uh, the final day today as uh, you still have a lot of golfers on the golf course regarding the PGA Championship, and still a lot of golfers have not even played and teed off as of yet, but Rory McIlroy is your clubhouse leader. He is in the clubhouse at five under par, shot a 65 today. Uh, Will Zalatoris is uh, sitting there at four under. Tom Hoagie at four under as well. Matt Kuchar uh, at three under, and it kind of goes from there while you got uh, Tiger Woods two over today. Scotty Scheffler sitting at even par, who was, uh, when we were talking to Gary D'Amato a little earlier, he was kind of thinking Scheffler might be the guy. Keegan Bradley also at even par today. Uh, Minwoo Lee at even par today. Uh, you've got a couple others uh, that uh, of note, if you will. But, uh, Justin Thomas, by the way, one under. Adam Scott, one under. Um, but uh, a lot of guys have not even hit the golf course as of yet. So uh, they've still uh, got a lot of tee times yet to go. Uh, you got Heinrich Stenson, Luis Oosthuizen that has to go out yet. Um, you got Tommy Fleetwood that is still going to go out yet. Sergio Garcia, Matt Fitzpatrick uh, that are still yet to hit the golf links. Uh, and a few others that are you know still waiting in the clubhouse to get their chance at it. So that's kind of the way the PGA Championship is shaping up as we speak. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Final segment of the program coming up tomorrow. We're going to wrap things up for the week uh, and uh, talk a little bit more about the upcoming series for the Milwaukee Brewers this weekend. Brewers going to be back at home again. you got Washington coming to town before they then head back out on a rather lengthy road trip when they go to San Diego, St. Louis, and then Chicago. So you head out on the West Coast and then come back to the Midwest, and we'll get into that discussion tomorrow. Any more Packer news or any more barbs back and forth between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher? We'll get into that discussion if, indeed, it continues to remain heated between the two. We'll talk about that tomorrow as well. Be back in studio tomorrow and then uh, taking off heading down to Chicago. Uh, where they, uh, the event that we talked with Frankie Winters about yesterday. We're going to talk with Frank, or not going to talk with Frankie, but going to see him tomorrow night uh, with Mike Ditka and the Gridiron Greats as they have their Hall of Fame in, bank, uh, in uh, induction ceremony dinner tomorrow night. Going to be down there for that. Coach Ron Rivera, uh, Warwick Dunn, uh, the uh, Hall of Famer Jack Youngblood, uh, all going to be down there. So going to be kind of, I'm just going to be sitting back and eating some food tomorrow night and enjoying that. I just want to get a chance to hang out with that kind of greatness. So, Looking forward to that tomorrow evening. What else you got, Ben? You hitting the links again today and going through more masochistic uh, type of thoughts when it comes to the golf course, or are you just going to take it easy today and try to recoup and go uh, save up enough money to buy more balls? <laughs> well, Kenny and Halperin tonight, 6-7. to seven. There was a uh, Wisconsin's inside linebackers coach actually resigned last Friday, so we're talking about that and unpacking mm-hmm. that whole situation. So I'll be in. I'm, uh, I'm in studio or in the office until about 8 tonight, and I'll get home and... Dude. Give me your thoughts on that, kind of a Cliff Notes version of it real quick. Give me your thoughts on that with him losing the linebackers coach off of that defense under Jim Leonard. 
Well, he was fired from Air Force for recruiting violations, and then the reason he resigned is because the NCAA is now uh, investigating him and looking further into the incident. So the conversation is more going to surround what the hell was Wisconsin doing hiring him, and did they, A, do it and know that he was under fire, or B, do it and not know, which I think is a bigger indictment if you don't even go deep enough to know that your guy is under investigation. Yeah, see, that's I agree with you. Is that what's the real question there? If you didn't know it, how do you not know it unless it was one of the best best kept secrets out there, which I don't think it was. uh, Or did you feel that through the interview process and what you looked into, like it wasn't that big a deal, you know, until obviously the allegations are made and then you have to look into uh, the, or have to be the NCAA and look into all of this. But, yeah, I, I agree. It's what, What's the bigger indictment right there for the University of Wisconsin? So that's all coming up tonight on uh, Kenny and Halprin. And, uh, again, thanks to everybody stopping out to the, the social house today here in uh, Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Don't forget the entire weekend, today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, portion of the proceeds all going to Fisher House, Wisconsin, helping veterans, their families, military members, and such. And we certainly appreciate it. And don't forget to continue to sign up today. Uh, take the QR code off of uh, the big unit poker run over on facebook or any place else that you happen to find it get registered for the motorcycle ride it promises to be great on sunday september 4th really looking forward to that until then it's time for us to go have a good one the bill michael show podcast listen rate subscribe